This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So that is the performance you got out of the Celtics when they had three days in the gym to work on all the things and get these yeah. nine <laughs> players integrated in, into the system. Now I believe they play like, uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me. I got it. I did. Um, they play like five games in seven nights, something like that. The, no, uh, no time in the gym coming up. And you know what? They're not. I know Bradley's out, and Bradley is missed, but they're not hurt. You know, not yet. They're not hurt. They're going to be right. Every team's going to be, particularly older teams. I don't know. Oh, here, I mean, here it is. They play. Uh, they're off tonight. Today, they gave them an off day. Philadelphia Friday, Milwaukee Saturday, off Sunday, Monday Chicago, off Tuesday, and Wednesday Utah. A lot going on. So that's one, two, three, four. I don't have the rest of the schedule passed. And we know they could pace themselves, but they usually don't pace themselves in the first week of the year, do they? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it usually later in the year? Uh, Paul Pierce, next to Jeff Green, might be the biggest concern at this point. He played 41 minutes, and you'd say, well, that's a lot of minutes. You want to keep his minutes down if he's scoring 27 points and pulling down nine rebounds. He was two for 12 from the floor and scored 10 of his uh, 15 points at the free throw line. 41 minutes. There's Doc. Excellent. Uh, Doc Rivers is brought to you by Northern Bank and Trust. 50 years ago, a small group of aspiring businessmen pooled their resources and their intellect in order to form a different type of bank, a local bank that would dedicate itself to helping its neighbors achieve their goals and realize their dreams. Well, today, that bank they built, Northern Bank and Trust Company, has grown into a comprehensive, full-service financial network. While they have grown, they have remained true to their slogan, Come Learn firsthand why they are neighbors you can trust. And also brought to you by Space and Mercedes-Benz. Doc joins us on the AT&T Hotline. Good morning, Doc. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Very well. Obviously, you liked the win. What did you dislike about last night's game? Well, we're just inconsistent. I mean, it's not like you're upset. Uh, you want to be better. Um, you know, obviously, as a coach, you want to be better now. Um, I do understand it's going to take time. And uh, we just, you know, I keep saying we're a work in progress. And uh, there are things that you like that, that slowly we're starting out games better. You know, last two games, great starts. And then we kind of fall back uh, into bad habits uh, that we're just, you know, we got to get out of. Uh, we've talked about this. And Bill Parcells has famously said, if you give a team or a player an excuse to lose more often than not, not they will grasp onto that excuse. And I'm wondering if you continue to say this is a work in progress and we have nine new guys who are integrating it, doesn't that give them some sort of leeway to say, yeah, we don't need to be great right now. We'll be great later on. No, I don't think so. I've, only, I've done it every year so that we've made changes and it's worked pretty well. Uh, so I don't think that's it at all. Um, the urgency thing is something we talk about every day. You know, one of the things we say in the locker room is, uh, we understand that we're going to get better, but we want to win and be better now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the whole urgency thing is something we talk about every day. What, Doc, what if uh, Kevin were to go down for a week or two, or what if he just needed a break? Uh, who would step in? Who could step in and do what Kevin does? 
Well, uh, no one. <laughs> Just, uh, that's that's like saying if you know if Tom Brady Durant went down, yeah. you know who would who would step in? There's nobody like that. You would have to do it by committee. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so what you would miss with Kevin besides just his play would be more his voice. And he, he has the ability to hold everybody on their team accountable. And, um, you know, that's tough to replace. You say oh, a work in progress. What, what is the top of the list of specifically that you um, – it's not there yet, but you're thinking we'll come along and we'll be better. Well, in- more just our defense, you defense. know. Uh, and we played pretty good defense last night. Uh, and some of it is they miss shots, too. Right. Uh, and it's complete trust. You know, we had so many breakdowns uh, defensively uh, where it was more of a, uh, a trust issue. And uh, some of it is just guys uh, who are new just don't get it yet. And that's fine. Uh, I understand that. But that's what we're working on. And, Doc, is that numerically evidenced by the fact that they, the Wizards, went on a 14-4 run in the first half with Kevin Garnett out and a 13-5 run with Kevin Garnett out in the second half? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, a lot. It's very good evidence, you know. And, and you know, sometimes you, when you're sitting there as a coach and you're watching the game live, you're thinking it's effort. Uh, sometimes you're thinking – um, it's schemes uh, that, that we're just not executing what we need to be executing. And, but when you watch it on film, it's habits. It's bad habits that we have to get some of our guys out of. Uh, taking the game chronologically, I guess this is the uh, they invoke the new rule about delay of the game. Have you ever seen a pregame delay of the game? Yeah, we had one earlier in preseason. Oh, in preseason you had one? Yeah. Because so Kevin was down that, punching no. the basket? Yeah. I mean, our guys are going quick, and, you know, listen, it's the rule. Doc, here's what the fans say, media say, when they watch Jeff Green. They say, you know, he has to be more assertive. He has to play with more confidence. I, I'm sure to you that's just too simplistic, but does that apply? Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, if, if you're a viewer, that makes a lot of sense. If, you, if you're watching Jeff – um, just not going to ever show you um, intensity, even though he may have it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, he just he's a poker face player. Uh, you're just not going to get that out of him. What you want to get out of him is great play, and he has to play better. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He's, he's proven in stretches that he can really play and play well, and he did that in the preseason. Uh, so far in the regular season, he hasn't done that yet. Uh, and that's what we need him to do. What's what's the ceiling? I mean, how he looks real athletic. He's long. He's tall. He's fast. I mean, how good can he be? You know, I don't know. Um, I, I really good, uh, whatever that means. But really, really good. I think he has it in him. Um, you know, the, the question for Jeff is: Is he a guy that can consistently give you twenty points a night or eighteen points a night? Um, it's in him um, as far as what we see ability-wise. Uh, but, you know, you have to have the ability and the mental. And uh, that's what we'll find out if the other part's in him. Well, why, you're getting, you know, what, what are they paying you for, Doc? Come on, you're supposed to get that out of him, aren't you? Yeah. You know, like I've told you before, Doc's a nickname. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not a psychiatrist. Hey, hey, Doc, about a dozen times per game, Rondo does something with the ball that makes my eyes pop open, wide open. Uh, is it fair to say, three-part question, is it fair to say that he has a rare flair 
for ball handling. Are you okay with it? And does he do things in the gym in practice that are even more amazing? Yeah. Um, the first, the second part is yes, he does in practice. Um, the first part is, yeah, I'm okay with it most of the time. The thing is, it's not like he's doing it on purpose, if you know what I'm saying. He's just so clever. Um, and it, when his brain is on, uh, he's just trying to make things happen sometimes. And uh, they look, you know, sometimes they, they look like he's trying to showboat. Sometimes uh, he may be. And, um, you know, what I stay on Rondo about is just being solid. Mm-hmm. as he can be, you know. But what you don't want to do is rob him of his mind. You don't want to take away uh, his ability to be a creative player. And so you're always walking a fine line with that. Uh, but it's always, and you know, we talk about it all the time, what's good for the team. And, um, you know, I think he's been walking that line pretty well this year. So you're letting the artist create his own palette. Is that about it? Well, you have to. Uh, every single great player has to have air uh, to be creative. Sullinger. Do you mind when he bounces the ball off his head at the start of the game? As <laughs> long as he doesn't turn it over. <laughs> Does he ever violate, is there ever a carry or a travel or anything with his antics at the beginning of the game? Cause some... No, that's not a carry. It's really no a rule violation to that. I'm always surprised no one ever runs up. Oh, yeah. When he lets no, the ball roll? No one does it. It's, yeah. it's amazing to me. Um, I would probably, as a player, do it just to stop him from doing it. Right. Do you agree with those who say Sullinger has a high basketball IQ? And specifically, what exactly does that mean, Doc, at this level? Well, he does, uh, number one. Uh, incredible for his age. Uh, he can see the game. He can see the game before things happen. More offensively right now, guys. Defensively, he's a little, mm-hmm. you know, he's a rookie. And defensively, he's a little behind uh, because uh, some of it is just personnel. He doesn't know all the players in the league, so he doesn't know their moves. He doesn't know their tendencies yet. And that's something we watch before every game, each player he's going to guard. But offensively, he is ahead of the game. Uh, You know, as far as his passing, uh, his screening, where to roll, uh, he reads things better than guys who have played 10 years. Hmm. Uh, it's pretty remarkable. You can tell that he's a coach's son, you know. Right. Uh, he was coached by his dad throughout his life, and you can see that uh, in his play. I assume the last play of regulation where uh, Rajon Rondo mm-hmm. ran the clock down to about a second and a half was not the play you had designed. Was it not Terry, Jason Terry, coming off a screen from KG? Well, it was uh, Terry coming off, but it really was Paul. I was hoping to get the switch, and we did get the switch. Uh-huh. So Paul ended up with a rookie on him on the elbow, and that's where Paul is effective. You know, and that's another example with Rondo or any player. You give them, you give them three options. You know, Paul, number one, Jason Terry, number two. And if you feel like you can take the guy, um, you know, you have that option, mm-hmm. and that's the option Rondo took. Does it matter who starts, Doc? I mean, obviously Courtney. No, it, uh, that, you know, it's funny. Uh, I was going to say that question has always bugged me. It doesn't bother you, but it's who finishes. It's who plays the most. Right. Really, it's not even who starts or who finishes. It's who is involved in the game the most on a daily basis. If I was a player, you know, I understand the question um, media-wise because, you know, the starting lineup. Um, But uh, if I was a player, that would have been something I would have not worried about. Uh, Now, if I hadn't played it all, then I would worry. 
does a guy like Jason Terry prefer to come off the bench because he knows he gets to jack up more shots if, than if he's out there with Pierce and, and the guys? You know, we talked about that because, you know, I, I think you remember in two of the preseason games we started him. I don't think he cares. Um, I do think he's done it for so long coming yeah. off the bench. I'm assuming he's probably more comfortable doing that. Uh, having said that, I, I think if we started him, that wouldn't be a problem with him at all. Safe to say that the second half bench performance is more of what you're looking at than what you've gotten so far this season, Doc? Yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, and, and it came from the guy that hadn't been playing. You know, it came from the guy that is still working on his conditioning in Chris Wilcox. Mm-hmm. I thought he was terrific, and I thought Brandon Bass were terrific, and Jason Terry. Those are the three. But I thought it started with Wilcox, and then I thought Brandon, um, he played the way we need him to play every night with just energy and hard and not worry about missing shots. Brandon is an offensive creature, if you know what I'm saying. Right, yeah. And when, when you miss shots, it shows up in the rest of your game. I thought early on in the game, Brandon was missing shots, and you could see it on his face. And I told him at the game, really proud. He fought that and did other stuff. And then all of a sudden, your offense kicks in. And it always does when you just keep playing. And I thought that was a great lesson for Brandon last night. All right, time now for the Coach's Question of the Week, brought to you by your local Mercedes-Benz dealership and their complete lineup of 2013 models on the web at mbusa.com. My, my, I, I got one more question. Do you want to know how Argo ends? Cause no, we, don't tell me. How much time do you have left in the, in the movie? <laughs> I don't need to know, but I am going uh, tonight to see the ending. You must have. So you got to go to the theater? Did you, you got connections where you, you know like Ben Affleck and he slid you a disc? No, I, I had to pay my, what is it, 15 bucks. So you went and had to leave? Theaters that, were $2. That must have been unbelievable because it was so suspenseful at the end. You had to walk out? Yeah, I walked out. It was um, dead middle, I would say, of the movie. Oh, well, I'm, I'm jealous because I've seen it already and it's so good. And you're killing the telling. So we'll talk about it next week. It, it, it is, it's, it's worth going back, Doc. Oh, I can see that already. All right. This week's question is, who is faster baseline to baseline, Rondo or Barbosa? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I'm going to go with Rondo. Uh, but that would be uh, an interesting question. Uh, you know what? We may have a race soon. I like that. Now, would it be different if, if you had to have the ball with you or just running without the ball? Running without the ball. Because with the ball, I'm going to go with Rondo. Yeah. How about Rondo versus uh, LeBron James? Oh, that's been discussed on our bus. Rondo thinks him. I uh, got the players. Uh, I think they went with LeBron. Was it Usain? Was Usain Bolt at your game? He was at one court Yeah, yeah it was at your game uh, this year. But he also, if you remember, uh, two years ago, he came into our locker room, and him and Rondo got in a discussion about who was the fastest. <laughs> and so we, we, that's the one uh, that we said we'll have a race, but Usain Bolt had the dribble. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, Rondo doesn't think he's faster than Bolt, does he? As long as Bolt's dribbling. We're talking about a very confident kid. Hey, I heard Jason Terry uh, interviewed, and he was talking about the competitive nature of every single one of these guys on the team. He says, so much so that when we're in the hotel, leaving the hotel, we race to see who can get to the elevator first. And they ask him who won. He goes, Rondo did, of course. Yeah, (laughs) of course he won. I can tell you, JT didn't win, that's for sure. No, he wouldn't. Who's the (laughs) fastest player you've ever seen? Would it be one of those little spud web types? Yeah. Muggsy Bogues? uh, but I think Rondo's in that same category, even though he's not small. 
I just think same speed, and those guys are tough. All right, Doc, good conversation. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, take care, guys. Doc Rivers with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T Hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Doc is brought to you by Northern Bank and Trust and Cola Space and also by Mercedes-Benz. Text the word, the code word, SNEAKER to 37937 in the next 10 minutes, and you'll be entered to win a pair of Celtic Bulls tickets for the game on January 18th, plus a $100 Sitco gift card courtesy of the Boston Celtics. Buy tickets now at Celtics.com. Also brought to you by Colospace, data center provider of the Boston Celtics, and Sitco. So text SNEAKER to 37937 right now. You think Doc would have been pissed if I told him they killed all the hostages? <laughs> he probably wouldn't have liked that, huh? He, I thought he had a disc and, like, watched it. No. I thought he had connections. It's on the road or something on the plane, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. guys like him. Sure. They have connections. Yeah, they have connections. And, get uh, things done. Yeah, and I think Ben you know, probably calls Ben Affleck himself. Can you get me a disc? I want to see it. Yeah, no problem. He went to the theater and walked go back. out to see who won the election. And yeah. paid. And knew that he had to leave before it was over. That's like $15 down the drain. But you know what? The election results weren't going to change. He was going to... Right, f- exactly. Whether he, he found that at midnight or 1 a.m. or... 2 a.m. So the movie, he's, the answer's the answer. The movie's good, but it's not that good, Apparently I guess. Apparently didn't lure if, him in. Right. If it was so good, he would have stayed the whole movie. Maybe it got better at the end just after he left. Was the first half a little more set up? Uh, yeah. It's it's not the most, the quickest moving yeah. movie. I, I told you, it's amazing. It's very suspenseful with no violence, no sex. No car chases. I'm One out. chase, which is almost silly, and I don't think it actually happened in real life uh-huh. uh, at the end. But, you know, it is... I guess you'd call it a psychological thriller. Oh, I like that. But And you think you know the story, right? Because right. you lived it. It's real, but right. you don't. And, you, and the whole time you're going, how the hell do I not know this? Mm. And they kind of explain it at the end why you don't know, why we didn't know the story. A secret. Yeah, it was, you know, spy stuff. Plot stuff. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.